Hey everyone, it's Adam Carolla and welcome to another episode of Going Racing, the show that highlights the fastest cars, best races, biggest celebrities in the automotive world. So here we are, uh, Christian Bale, Matt Damon, good to see you guys. Uh, Ford v. Ferrari, love the movie. Loved it. And uh, Christian, pull the uh, mic, sorry, up uh, close to the uh, soup cooler there. Um, I'd worked on a documentary, uh, The 24-Hour War, which is yeah, same topic, and uh, also did a Shelby documentary. So I came in loaded with information and sort of worried that I was going to be bumped, and I wasn't. I Fantastic. Loved it. So, and uh, everyone I saw it with uh, loved it as well. So uh, congratulations, number one, on knocking it how the ballpark and um how much into cars or the sport or the hobby were you guys into before you started the film matt you can start i wasn't uh which i think was a um an asset because uh i th- along with the director we talked about that he he didn't ever fetishize the cars because he wasn't a car guy you know and so it's you're always going just for story just for story and this is a really wonderful story that i think transcends uh cars and so people who who aren't car people i think will really enjoy it yeah i totally agree it was all a lot of heart and and it and like i mean like any movie like rocky wasn't really a boxing movie it was a movie about heart and overcoming adversity and all the things and boxing becomes pardon the pun the vehicle to just express all that um so christian how about you um i think more than some but nothing like you like i what i loved it was a very bonding experience in between my um dad and myself we would watch formula one when i was growing up mm-hmm. one time got to go to brands hatch absolutely mind-blowing loved it it was uh era of alan prost and senna and nicky lauda um saw senna tragically you know die but on the tv um so had that passed and was aware of le mans um, as well, so I knew Shelby, I knew Le Mans, but I didn't know Ken Miles, and I didn't know this story about '66. Ken Miles, after doing the documentary, I just said the story is Ken Miles, like that's the crazy story. I mean, everyone knew Carol Shelby; yeah. he's a household name. Nobody knew Ken Miles, mm-hmm. and nobody knew the tragedy of that story. And uh, you know, I don't want to spoil it, but well, you could, a, we could have done a whole movie on the ending. Yeah, on on, race, on yeah. just what happened to Ken Miles yeah. and how yeah. that works and how people memories and they move on and you don't even know this character even amongst car enthusiasts I would have mm-hmm. to bring up the name Ken Miles and they didn't know about it and I I thought you did such an amazing job playing him because he's an interesting quirky different kind of guy. I think it was a real saving grace. You know, the guy was a very strong character. He just would not compromise at all. He, um, this, he, he was a real purist, a real purist racer. He considered himself first and foremost uh, a, a mechanic, um, but was a phenomenal racer. Um, and um, and that, 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 that search for this kind of perfect lap and this purity of experience was like his saving grace, but his absolute Achilles heel as well. He just was constantly shooting himself in the foot. Um, uh, winning battles, losing the war um, completely, and now getting long in the tooth and not really having any, any opportunity until Shelby recognizes in his friend if he would just shut up for once and let Shelby just give him some kind of strategy, then he can put him there. And the, the fact that these guys bloody did it, you know, and they took on God in the form of Enzo Ferrari, and they bloody won. It's phenomenal. 
you know, it's it's funny. Someone was interviewing me, and they were talking about how mighty Ford was and how small Ferrari was. But I said, you know, Mike Tyson was the smallest heavyweight in his era, and he just knocked everyone's ass out. So Ferrari was Mike Tyson. Like, sure, they were a little boutique company, not that well-funded, but they mm-hmm. won all the time. So in a way, they were the giant yeah. up against Ford, who was physically the giant but didn't right. have those wins. It's an incredible right. story. I know you got to meet uh, Peter Miles, yeah. uh, the son of Ken Miles, which is much of the much of the the story revolves around Ken and, and Peter and, and Peter this he must be over the moon about this. I hope so. I do hope so. I watched the film with Peter and with um, Peter's daughter and uh, it was obviously really bloody moving. Having seen the film you'll understand why um, for that. And he was so helpful uh, to me in telling me stories about his dad giving me, you know, personal artifacts and photographs and all of that. He was he was really generous and I would be you know, texting him photographs from the set um, throughout, you know. Yeah, it was wonderful to have him around. Matt, um, how much <coughs> did you know about Shelby? Because, you know, it's, it's always funny whenever they go, Matt Damon's going to play Carol Shelby. I go, I know Matt Damon. He can't play Carol. <laughs> then you see him, and he's Carol Shelby, like you became Carol Shelby. Yeah, I didn't know a lot. I mean, I knew, I obviously knew. He's kind of an iconic guy, but uh, but I didn't know a lot about him, and I didn't know a lot about him in relation to this story and this relationship that he had with Miles, which I thought was really, you know, it was really the 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 kind of the basis of what I was doing in the movie. I mean, it was interesting to watch go go back and look at stuff on Shelby when he would talk about Miles, and he'd, ch- he'd get choked up, and that <clears throat> this experience of Le Mans '66, what these guys went through. I mean, it, it really. I think stayed with him for the rest of his life, and he would and he would say, you know, you know, Ken Miles a hell of an engineer, you know, he and he'd get right. choked up, you know, right. and you go like, man, like God, this is he's carrying this, you know. When they brought the three cars in together, a they didn't know. I they, I don't think they knew that that meant Miles wouldn't win. I mean, he thought right. he was still going to get the triple crown, but sure. b, you know, even given that he he had all this stuff on, he had to. He had to. He had to. He had to toe the line. Shelby had to toe the line. He had, as Charlie Agape, you said to us, he had. You know, they had put. They had put. You know, tens of millions of dollars into this sure. program, and what they thought and what he knew was, I'm going to come back here next year, and Ken's going to win next year, because yeah. we're going to win this thing again and again and again. Our car, Charlie. I we we asked Charlie. When you went over there, you'd already, they'd already won Sebring. They'd already won Daytona that year. Charlie Acapo? Yeah. yeah. Charlie gave you an yeah. And when, when, <clears throat> when he By went, the way, when Spike interviews you guys, he's not doing a deep dive on Charlie Acapo. <laughs> I know Charlie Acapo. <laughs> I know. I've interviewed He was around guy. a lot, and he's, a, and he's wonderful. Well, and he, it, it, the, the thing that's crazy is these guys were doing this at 19, 20, 21. Yeah. Yeah. So you meet the guy that was Ken Miles' right-hand man, and he's a 63-year-old guy. Like, you're like, right. he's not old. Yeah. It's crazy, yeah. and he has vivid memories. Vivid and he memories. got choked up, of course, talking about Ken when I was interviewing him. And we, I, I said, hey, Charlie, how sure were you when you guys went over there in 66? You know, they were dominating with that car. I said, did you think you, how sure were you you were going to win? And he was like, 100%. I said, really? He said, 100%. If we didn't break down, we were going to win. He goes, we were, that car was just such a thug, and, and they knew it. And, and so I think the, you know, to slow Ken down, you know what I mean? It's yeah. like it, 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 they all have their own perspective. They all have their own, 
you know, uh, ideas about why that happened. And it just was like Ford could not, they had put too much money into it to have the story be anything but the Ford right. car. It could I, th- I, th- I think also that with Shelby, he, he did ask Miles many times to do something strategic in a different race. Right? Yes, yeah. And yeah. Miles always bloody ignored him. Even sometimes he would laugh and be flipping him the bird to Shelby. Right. And I think Shelby kind of loved that, you know? Right. I think he knew, hey, look, I've got to do my duty. I have to ask. But there's no way Ken's going to do it. And then Ken bloody did it. Why? I think because Ken recognized how much Shelby had put on the line for him and wanted to give gratitude and did think he's still going to win the Triple Crown and did these bloody mind-blowing laps beforehand only to then find he got screwed over. Yeah, people don't know you win Daytona, you win Sebring, you win Le Mans, you win the Triple Crown, sort of like horse racing, and no one had done it in a season up until then. Mm. Ken was uh, obviously in a position to do that. Mm. I don't want to give away too much of the story, but... You know, if you think about, Matt, when you were saying, you know, they thought they were just going to come back every year and win every year. And and, And they did. And rightfully so. And they did. You also think about Bruce McLaren, who did get the win, and he probably thought he was coming back. And then he died a couple years later testing, I think, a Can-Am car. So McLaren, the guy who surged ahead and got the win and blah, 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 he didn't have such a happy ending either Mm. in terms of, in terms of his life, the thing that's really poetic and interesting is here we are 50 years later, and McLaren, I, I saw a McLaren car in the parking lot. Yeah. I, I see Shelby cars in the parking lot. Now 10 miles is going to be um, highlighted in this major film. Like it is, I don't know, it gives you hope. <laughs> it's kind of interesting that McLaren and Shelby and now Miles, 50 years on, and here we are talking about them. Yeah. God, yeah. I, I don't think they could have ever imagined that, right? No, I, I do um, hope that uh, Miles becomes more of a common name, you know, because, uh, you know, it, it, it was tragic, and he was so bloody talented. And uh, like you said, within racing circles, um, I actually thought he was better known within racing circles than he is. That actually, many people don't even know him within those circles. And he really deserves, and, and coming from uh, Britain as well, right? That, that to be embraced as a bloody national hero for what he did, and a lot most of people have no idea. A lot of ancillary people like Phil Remington. Oh yeah, he was so essential. You know, he, there was a triangle. It was really the three of them, and that was something that Peter said to me. He said, "Please make sure that you give Phil his credit because they could not have done it uh, without him." I uh, interviewed Dan Gurney just before he passed and I went down to his place where he's building stuff for SpaceX and everything else. Gurney's and another mm. amazing story in the film, small role. Mm. Oh, his son. Yeah. Alex, 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 played, yeah, Alex yeah, played Gurney. Yeah. yeah. And he showed me Phil Remington's workbench who had just passed. I mean, he yeah. made it late. He said, that's where Rem, that's where he worked for me. He still, right. we haven't touched his workspace. Uh, like yeah, it was, yeah. yeah. God, it's There's all, so much to this story. I, I mean, know. you could do. There is actually a, uh, I think, legendary or somebody has the rights to uh, one of the books that kind of covers documents this time, and I think they were still talking about doing a whole extended series on it, and they could yeah. totally still do it. I mean, yeah, go like hell. Yeah, go yeah. like hell. I yeah, mean, because be you fantastic. because there's there's so many stories. I mean, the, the one drawback to doing a two two and a half hour movie is like you got to choose. 
you got it. And there's so it's so full of different, you know, the great colorful characters and and really interesting people. I mean, you could really do an extended it's, run of, of, of this. Of you know, this era. it's 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 an onion, and you just there's yeah. something. I I did a movie called uh, Winning the Racing Life <laughs> of Paul Newman, and in the middle of that movie, we discovered a guy named Willie T. Ribs, first African American driver at. Uh, Indianapolis, and then did our next one about him. Like, as you're making a doc yeah. about this one thing, you discover all these other stories, and they're all worth telling. It's yeah. just it, who's you got to pick and choose because who's got the time to do it all? Are you guys, is there Oscar talk here? I mean, the movie was, I, so I'll tell you, I saw the movie. Obviously, I knew everything going into the movie, and then I really loved the movie, but then I thought maybe I love it like everyone thinks their kids are cute. Some of them are pigs, let's be honest. <laughs> they all look like Winston Churchill. Yeah. But maybe this is just a father thinking his thinking his daughter should win the Miss Florida competition. Uh, look, we, uh, we, 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 just, we just do our thing and then, and then yeah, it's up to other people to decide. So, but I, I was ha- so I got back and I was like, I don't know. I love this movie, but I don't know if I'm just preloaded to love it. And I looked on Rotten Tomatoes. It's eighty-eight uh, percent. Last time I checked. Oh, I didn't and, even know they had anything up yet. Oh, 60, 60 folks have weighed in. And I got to tell you, in this woke area we're living in now, this uh, you know all white, all male, all straight cast getting to eighty-eight percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Mm-hmm. Not too shabbies. And they, they don't like car movies either. Right, because they're gas guzzling. Yeah, they're just wasting a bunch of Vulcan. <laughs> that was actually a question fuel. we got a lot in France when we, we were in France. We kept, we kept being asked, is it appropriate in this era right. with Greta Thunberg and the climate change and everything like that that we made a film about cars that run on gas? Right. <laughs> Kristen said, "Should we go? Should we go back and make them electric? <laughs> yeah. Why didn't you guys that do Cool Running Three? <laughs> they were just propelled by gravity. Um, yeah. So I thought to myself, uh, a really high score in a woke period where we don't like gas and petrol fuel, fuel being burned and all that kind of stuff. That's that says a lot. So there. Mm. And and again, critics." Don't traditionally like car movies as much as, you know, uh, other human stories. So there's got to be some discussion or some thought. I don't know if you guys are allowed to talk about well, it. No, we don't, we don't discuss. We're not involved in any discussions about that. But someone's going to put you for. Well, someone does it, but it, no, nobody talks with us about it. No, it just happens. Do they talk with they, you about they, it? They, no. It's, they, it's not just me they ignore. <laughs> <laughs> but they, and, uh, but I never thought of this movie that way. Like, I, you know, you know, there's kind of an award season, which is, you know, the, the, towards the end of the year. And this movie was supposed to come out in June. Right. And they just held on to it. And so I, I always just – I just read it. I thought it was such a crowd-pleasing, like such a fun story um, and such an interesting story and one that I didn't know and one that was really relatable. And and that was kind of as far as I got with it. And so I'm glad it's being well-received. That's great. Like, But to me, the big win would be if people just see it, go see it. Like that's – at this stage in in my career, like that's really what I want more than anything. I don't really, I want people to go and I want people to like it. Yeah, I I'm, feel the same way. At a, at a certain point, you have enough money and enough stuff, and you just want your work, and you realize, like we're talking about Ken Miles, 
uh, one day we're going to talk, and Carol Shelby, we're going to talk about the actors who played Ken Miles and <laughs> Carol Shelby, and we'll all be roasting in hell. So <laughs> I'll, be, I'll, I'll keep a seat open at the table for Fantastic. you guys. I think I'm going to get there first. But ultimately, it's about the work. It's about the body of work, and it's about people walking out of there going, these guys did a great job. And if they kick it back, for award season, which they did, which means they're thinking that way. That's just so much gravy. Yeah, it's a that's a great problem to have. <laughs> yeah, know? well, I, they're telling me to bring it home, but um, so I'll just keep it another twenty three minutes. Uh, I I got to tell you, I I love this film. I thought you guys both knocked it out of the ballpark. Um, I thought that the. the the, it's such it's so james did a great job of shooting it. yeah, it's not yeah. just a car show it it really is poetic i mean the mm-hmm. shots all the shots uh, were just you could tell in a in a way it's better to have a a person like james direct a, a non-car guy like sometimes you get the fast and furious guys to do the things you miss the artistry right part right. so in a, in a way it was even even better uh, I thought it was amazing, and so uh, kudos to both of you. Thank and uh, if you want to see Peter Miles and you want to see that 935 at uh, Laguna Seca, I'll be there too. When is that going to be? Uh, it's the middle of August. Oh, Every yeah. single year they have right. the Rolex Historics over there, and all those guys come out, and uh, we all race our cars. Oh, great. That's awesome. So uh, one more plug. In theaters Friday, November 15th, Ford v. Ferrari, and uh, what – what a story. Great job, guys. Right. Cheers, mate. Thanks, Adam. Tune in next week for another episode of Going Racing. New episodes available on Podcast One and Apple Podcasts.